0: Walt, you're not moving at all. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. do The silence
1: was astounding. So long on with the enemies. And no, you can't stop what's coming up. You're never going to stop.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 44 of the Light Shed Podcast. I'm Brandon Ross, along with Walter Pisick and Richard Greenfield. I think that uh, that intro was a little bit uh, probably too extended. I hope you uh, could bear with us and got a, a look at Rich's dance moves there if, if you're home watching. How is everyone today? How are you, Rich? Rich Rich got his...
1: I feel like Superman today, or a little bit like Superman today. I guess, although they say it takes two weeks for the vaccine to kick in. So I guess I, I'm not really Superman yet, but I certainly feel better. Uh, my arm's a little sore, but um, it feels great to, to be vaccinated.
0: Well, Rich, Rich, you got your, your first shot on, I think, two, Wednesday. 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 Yeah, the first. So you got your nothing. second.
1: You got your second shot last I, week, right? I
0: did. I got my second shot on Saturday. I will say the first shot is really not that much of a big deal from a symptoms point of view, but after the second shot, I was feeling quite under the weather. I would say I uh, I had the ugly experience of vomiting on <laughs> myself in my sleep. Um, waking up with some pretty crazy shivers that uh that made it difficult to even move to the bathroom. And uh, so this
1: was worse than a fish show, <laughs> <isn't>,
0: <laughs> a fish show is the best thing on earth. Um, it, it was a very uncomfortable situation for 48 hours, but definitely some optimism here as the covid curve continues to kind of tumble quickly hopefully it stays that way vaccinations are rolling out we have some on our team and hopefully by summer i will be seeing fish and so that that was why we're,
1: it always comes a back. Age. It's funny how on this podcast, everything always comes back somehow to fish. It does I, uh, that's No, it does. I, There's always a way that you weave in how I did, you get but back I, but I, to rich, live music I, and fish. Rich, I didn't. You're the one
0: who brought up fish yeah. to start with. And the other reason that we use Golden Age is because we, on the venture side, we completed our very first post funding deal which was an investment into golden auctions, spelt a little bit differently. And that's why I have all the uh, the baseball cards here in the background.
1: Do you still have baseball cards in your attic? Like lots?
0: <laughs> well, well, Lois, for those of you who don't know, my mother um, contacts me, I would say every other week to come get the baseball cards that are somehow bothering her, even though they're nowhere in sight um, in in my parents'
2: house, I got yelled at from the kids because some period ago, when I got sick of all the shit that was all over the place, I threw out all the Pokemon cards, and now they're claiming that that
1: was probably Dude. a mistake. Well, no, my my mom calls me that, up after she saw that the news. That was on- a mega
0: mistake, Walt.
1: Oh well. Wait. My my mom sees the the Facebook post or the Instagram post about golden auctions that, that we participated with the churning group, which was yeah. great to do this with Peter and Jesse and team, but she sees it and she goes, you know, you know, you have a lot of cards <laughs> that are still upstairs like, you know, do you have anything valuable and I'm like mom I, I, I doubt it but you know it was just funny how like everyone's mother sort of like hey you've got all these cards sitting around is it worth anything.
0: Well the collectible space is kind of undergoing a resurgence during COVID and there's been- Don't you
1: think it's more secular than just COVID? Like, there's, there's no, no, secularism. no, no. I,
0: I think, look, a lot of things sort of reemerged or emerged in COVID. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily a COVID-only phenomenon. And I think there's, look, a broader focus on investing in anything that could have increased asset value. We've seen that across- retail investment and in in other spaces and even in uh, NFTs now too, which is right, everybody's I mean, sort of favorite topic, especially on Clubhouse. Well, I, I read
1: that the, the Top Shots is, is being valued at two, two and a half the com- billion dollars. The company,
0: the company enabling NBA Top Shots, who also um, makes crypto kitties.
1: I'm just saying that- selling things that don't exist, you know, meaning physically exist, but yeah. obviously are digital representations of things and that company's worth two and a half billion dollars just shows you how, you know, this idea of ownership of something, yeah. you know, physical or digital, but just that ownership of things is, is a, a massive trend that I think we're going to see a lot more of and is, seems very disruptive to other forms of spending.
0: And obviously the blockchain enables scarce um, items with real ownership attached to them um, in the digital collectible space.
2: So, Can you buy that, that- crypto kitties with Dogecoin?
1: <laughs> Ooh, I, that I don't know. That w- that's above my pay grade in terms of knowledge, but we'll have to check into that for next week. I mean, actually, we should get someone. We really need to get someone from the NFT space on Light Shed Live. That should be our focus over the next couple of months of finding I, I, rich. I know you just go You've to been your pushing favorite, it. just I, I know. know,
0: but but beyond that, just go to your favorite place clubhouse. There's like 42 rooms on NFTs there.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly where I wanted to go with our first slide, Brandon. Because your mom, Lois, who is our regular guest star. I, writes I, writes a text message this week to her son saying, "I want to join Clubhouse. Invite me."
0: Uh, so, it's, it's it's not just that was I mean, said. She wanted to join Clubhouse. She she said, "I want to join quote Clubhouse exclam, exclamation yeah, what, point quotes end I don't quote. understand. I don't know. It's it's the quotes. It's the exclamation points. It's the emojis. She's just a very expressive person.
2: See, if you were there in person, it probably would have started out as, "What is with this clubhouse?" I yes, want to join this, this clubhouse. This clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. What? So she did. She did sign up, and I noticed that
0: she's following zero people. Actually, besides me, she's okay. she's following one person. So, but she she definitely feels like she's part of what's current. But it it kind of I guess shows you that clubhouse is definitely reached the mainstream in fact actually uh, I do have a story I I know before we get you, to the next okay, slide okay
1: fine you can tell the story first. i
0: went i went to the dentist this week <laughs> okay oh, i i didn't have any cavities but
2: the first have the abbreviated I... version of the story <laughs> thank well, you why walter why don't you I like mean, my, i didn't why don't you start like with stories? like i went to the dentist i mean literally the the the, the lead up is this is a asleep.
1: well it's I like a it, golden I, age I, song like there was too much of golden age now there's going to be too much of the story okay
0: listen I, I, I went to the dentist, and he comes in, and the first thing he says to me is, "I've been I saw you were coming today, and I've been waiting all day to ask you this. Should I buy Clubhouse?" And so I said, <laughs> "I was like, I was Okay, like, that is a good you? that is a good story. I was like, actually. what? Are, I was like, what are you talking about? Clubhouse is is a private company. He's like, well, there's a company called Clubhouse. Um, I saw it like on uh, E Trade or whatever, fucking." Uh, trading platform he's using and i think i should buy it i was like well that's not the same thing he's like but it's called clubhouse media i'm like no it's it's a totally different company and then he just goes but does it matter because it has the name meanwhile i get home and i looked at the <laughs> stock was up like 80 percent that day so maybe uh <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: signs, I wonder, and signs on, in the bubble I- Name. <laughs> this goes back to a prior podcast where I talked about that Dennis from Scarsdale in the 90s who called me up <laughs> with the caller ID and was suing me because he fucking buried himself in some stock. And now we wonder why that happens because Dennis are buying Clubhouse because it has the same name as Clubhouse. <laughs> I mean, good God. <sighs> okay, t- two Dr. tweets S, here. if you're listening,
0: uh, <laughs> which you're probably not, uh, I'm sorry,
2: but I had to tell the story. All right. That, that story is okay. worth it. It, started it, was, really bad, it but... was. It was. It was a good oh, ending.
1: Cow. OK, Ty Kim, uh, first adopter, tweets out Clubhouse is now in the top 10 for 25 countries, seems to be taking off in Eastern Europe and the Middle East while dominating Asia. It's number one in Russia, number two in Saudi Arabia, source App Annie, uh, And this is just a chart showing it. And then we've also got a tweet here, Twitter Spaces tweeting out, as excitement for Spaces grows, so have audiences. Stay tuned for an early fix to the infamous plus N coming out soon. We appreciate all of you as we continue to build together. Because basically in Spaces, you'll see like plus 400 people and you can't see how those 400 people are the way you can in clubhouse. And so they're obviously fixing that. No idea why they built it that way to begin with, but at least it's being fixed.
2: Let, let me just say something on that very quickly before we head to clubhouse, which I know Brandon, who's our resident expert on clubhouse. No, to talk I, about. I don't seven hours. Talk about, he was on clubhouse
1: for seven hours.
0: Clubhouse. <laughs> so we Anymore. had
2: rich hosted a spaces event, um, which is the Twitter version of clubhouse. Um, Anthony Noto was on there and Anthony, um, like he was saying, oh, you know, they're going to obviously have, he, he obviously said, as a former Twitter employee, I will never talk about stuff that, you know, I was in process when I was there. And he was talking about how Twitter will modify the product. And I kind of pushed back a little bit and saying like, well, what about fixing the plus and the mutants and he, oh that stuff easy. And I'm like, okay. And whatever, I let it go. Here we are though, a week later, and that plus thing is not done. So doesn't that kind of speak to Twitter's ability to I mean, yes, maybe in a month's that's, time, that's it, fast. Won't, it won't. Dude, it's just adding the ability to, when you hit plus to see the other <laughs> users. I mean, how, you're, how big is this company? How hard can it be to make that any modification to Twitter Spaces? Like, <laughs> Twitter. come on, Kayvon, like, like we're expecting them to do great things and just put the title at, the, at the, the name of the thing. You can't even fucking get the thing when I hit plus to see who else is in the clubhouse. So sorry, Anthony, like that actually does matter to make the small changes quickly. In, in, in your, um, brother. not Twitter, is, brother, obviously he's on the, <laughs> sofa. Now, you know what I'm saying. All right. On the now.
0: Never, ever been known for moving fast and breaking How hard. Things. Can that be maybe breaking things, but really and by the way, fast. they had
2: their development last night or the night before they had the spaces, <laughs> their own spaces talking about the developments and all the things that come, these people could barely communicate what they were doing. And like, okay, just get off the spaces, stop talking about what you're gonna do and just get it done. Like if it but works this, better, people will use it more.
0: This is my point on it though. Um, well earlier, it's like Clubhouse needs to focus on one thing and getting that one thing right and iterating on product, where Twitter has a lot of different stuff to focus on.
1: Can, can I just call yes. timeout?
0: Ti- Rich call a timeout. timeout for those timeout. who are listening Clubhouse. and not watching.
1: Timeout. Clubhouse is not on Android. Well, okay. Neither is,
2: neither is Spaces. It's it's no, early. No,
1: no, you're just you're criticizing. They're not on the largest platform in the world for mobile. So I'm just First making the point of like of user, you're criticizing.
2: On, not, but most of the users are in the United States, and iOS is the largest platform. And then, so I I don't think you know that's a big deal. But go ahead, continue. Because Spaces saying- is also not on Android.
1: It isn't. I hear you. I'm just making the point that like, we all think development is so easy. I don't develop apps. It's
0: obviously not. And that's what
2: I was getting at. By the way, putting on a new platform versus adding the plus button, I think are two (laughs) different things. You're putting the title on it. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase my argument. It's not that it's not easy or hard, but Anthony said, those are, those are the, Anthony framed it. Anthony Noto, Those are the easier. Are, things. Those are the easy things. Why are you yes. Why are you talking about that wall? I'm like, well, obviously they aren't an easy thing because it's been a week a week later and they still haven't fixed it. So there, you know, those are important things. Though, like user interface is important. How many people move away from 100%. a click after the second or third click? Like that shit matters. Look, I, I, extremely, extremely. Look, I, I
1: can't believe that Clubhouse hasn't fixed that. I can't message somebody in the app that I have to go to Twitter well, that, and DM somebody. Rich,
0: that's building. So you're talking about two completely different things. Walt is talking about one, like a much more simple functional switch. And you're talking about building a messaging platform that's seamlessly integrated into an application that's built for something else. Right, Brandon, When we're in early stages yep. of, of product development. And one of the reasons that Android probably is not there, besides the fact that they want to focus on Getting the product right when they're just dealing with iOS is that you've seen they've they've brought people onto the platform in a slow manner so that it scales in a contr- yep. in a controlled way. So th- I think that there's actually some strategic reasons for that too that that go to sort of product development and building a community and my favorite term so on and so forth
1: and so on so, and if so, if forth. It, so Spotify <laughs> so on has. Spotify has their first analyst day since they went public uh, on Monday. It's not do- an analyst
0: day, Rich. What
1: is so it? I'm calling, I'm. Yeah, it's It's a upfront slash Google I.O. Uh, maybe it's a Spotify I.O. or a Spotify <laughs> eight, whatever, like F8. I don't a, know. A li- a Who li- the little, hell knows? Yeah, a little an bit. Information it's not an session. analyst day. So whatever.
0: Importantly. Well-
1: but there is an analyst session later in the day, just for there analysts is. afterwards. There My is. point is the conversation Which will is, have
0: the best question, I guarantee okay. it.
1: Monday night, Monday night at eight o'clock, should we do a clubhouse or a spaces to discuss it?
0: 100% of clubhouse.
1: Really? But like, we don't have most of well, our, we we'll have a lot a, of people who follow bigger,
0: us. I'll say this, if we will get a bigger audience, that's why. Hmm. I just see the audience sizes for the same exact people on, who um, do spaces versus experimenting with it versus Clubhouse, and they're getting much bigger audiences in Clubhouse. And I think that's because you go to you go to Twitter. It's first of all, it's not intuitive. Um, for, not yet. I agree. Like, yet, like for how to like no even title find about what it's rooms, about. get yeah. in rooms. Right. Like there, there's a whole education process and discovery process that okay. Needs to so be built so we're in. doing a Clubhouse day yet. Night.
1: Okay, so I agree clubhouse with that John Monday
2: Steinberg night. lit up a, a spaces the other night that I went into, and there was like ten of us on there. And he's like, "I don't understand this. I've got forty thousand followers, yeah, and exactly. there was like ten people on there, and and everyone had their." We won't belabor the point, but I think I think Brandon's right. If we want um, a decent sized audience, let's let's clubhouse it up. Um, In Brandon,
1: why don't you? Why don't you? I I know you love Vlad, so why don't you read this one,
2: dude? I don't even want to. Re- I can't even look. Well, I'll read it then. Dealbook uh, uh, tweet says, mostly lawmakers wanted to know if Robinhood was encouraging customers to take unnecessary risks and making money at their expense. So I, 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 I caught part of this testimony. Um, but if so, I, if, if that's what the lawmakers are pressing on, like with someone out there encouraging the retail investor to do it. They have the wrong witnesses. I mean, there was plenty of very high-profile people that were, in fact, doing that—that that were encouraging people to buy these stocks at four hundred dollars or not sell them at four hundred dollars. So, if that's the answers that um, the legislators wanted to get, I'm not sure why they had Vlad up there. Vlad wasn't encouraging people to do anything; he was just like—I mean, there was celebrity. it was celebrity saying, "Hold the yeah. line."
1: celebrities like actual like celebrities saying hold the line and not one of those
2: and not and not one of those influencers celebrities social media people whatever you want to call them not one of them was called as a witness in there so if that's the question you called the wrong people
1: and i don't ever remember any broker ever saying hey go buy this stock and hold the line like like the, the, pla- the transactional platforms, like you never see any of them. E-Trade doesn't say go buy GameStop. I mean, like, it's just, it's absurd. The whole thing's absurd.
2: Right. So look, there was, there was definite questions that Vlad had to answer that, you know, were legitimate than things that he should have been questioned about in terms of the decisions that were made and whether there was liquidity or not. But it's just bizarre to see that as the headline. Like, yeah, That well, he- that's, the, that's the
0: times headline. Obviously it was a broader congressional inquiry in, into what, Happened, right? I thought I didn't watch very much of it, but my biggest takeaway was
2: like you bring that picture there, up again. There is Vlad looking like roaring kitty. Well, I, okay, so, I mean, okay. Jesus.
0: Let me say something real though. Um, it is stunning how little Congress knows and understands about the inner working of the financial services business. F- first of all, and wow.
2: You're- you you can say that about anything. I mean, I dude, this is with my DC shit. I listen to these hearings all the time. Like that's even if they do know, that's not what they're there to do. They're there to grant I mean, how about the Mark Zuckerberg I, I guess, hearing? This the Mark Zuckerberg is the hearing.
0: This is the financial services committee, right? Shouldn't they understand how financial services work, kind of at all?
2: shouldn't the attorney general is suing Sprint and T-Mobile, know a little bit more about what they're suing about. I know, sure, it, there's a lot of things that, that should it, no,
0: it, it is It is pretty stunning, but whatever. I mean, so
1: by the way, about Joe Galone governments...
0: is rapid-fire messaging us. We got two from him here. I, I just want to read them out for entertainment purposes. Brandon has been to the dentist twice since COVID. I haven't been in like two years. <laughs> so, so, so he is bragging that he doesn't he, he doesn't practice personal hygiene and accusing me uh, of practicing personal hygiene. And then he says, most politicians are morons.
1: <laughs> OK, but let's let's stick with the politicians are morons. Yeah. So so this is a Facebook post from Campbell Brown. Who runs news for Facebook? We've reluctantly made the decision to restrict the availability of news on Facebook in Australia. Our goal was to find a resolution that strengthened collaboration with publishers, but the legislation fails to recognize fundamental relationships between us and news organizations. Basically, in Australia, you now have to pay in order to basically have links embedded in your service. Google decided to pay. So, like Google, we believe is probably paying. News Corp. They struck a global deal, even though this is about Australia. But they struck a global deal that's probably worth tens of millions. I mean, it could be worth a hundred million dollars a year. It's a very big deal for News Corp. I'm sort of surprised their stock really did nothing this week. But it seems like a very
0: is it that much?
1: That's a pretty big deal for for I mean, just for that. And how does
0: do we have any idea how the how the payments work? Because truthfully, like Google doesn't really make any money. On pro- on providing those links, right? There's there's really no advertising in well, in the, engagement. In the, in but you the could news, say well, but you could... engage. I mean engagement. Look, I mean, it's Google's a search company, and part of search is including, you know, results on on news, right? Correct. But it's not like people are engaging with the content on Google's platform at all, as opposed to. I, I just don't understand the Well, point well but I, what I
1: wanted to highlight, though, is, is there's a change called Google News Showcase. Okay. So we all know what Google News is, or I assume most people listening know what Google News yeah. is. The picture we have up on the screen is a new Google News that just rolled out last week in Australia, and it looks different. And what's different about it is the For You section, instead of just being a series of the most, the best headlines for you, it's now grouping the headlines of interest by publisher and so and actually asking you do you want to fo- follow each publisher and I think they're actually going to add the ability to subscribe to that publisher if it's a paid publication and so it's just sort of interesting that it's sort of this pushback from the Australian government first and I think Canada it sounds like they're following suit um, and we've seen some action in France yep. that there's sort of this changing business models or changing their actual products is actually the end result, not even just the payment side of this. And so just sort of interesting in terms of the continued battle between regulators, Facebook and Google all around the world.
0: And and Facebook is playing hardball.
1: Facebook, I mean, look, I can't imagine news will not be on Facebook over the course of 2021. My guess is this is negotiating and this is getting to what is the right value. We'll see, but I'd be shocked if there wasn't an agreement over the course of the next year. My guess is it's just this is just about numbers and what's the size of the payment.
0: Right. And uh, Facebook has done deals with publishers it, in, the, in the past. I I just think they don't want to be told by the government what you should and shouldn't well, be doing.
1: And look, it's it, sort of absurd. As as far I post as their a link business model I, is concerned. But here's the issue. I post a link to a new New York Times story in Australia and they want Facebook to pay the publisher because one of the users posted a link. Like, that's absurd. <laughs> I mean, just the whole concept they, well, is Well, they absurd. have no
0: control over, I guess, who's posting that link. And by the way, if they post the link on Facebook and it links out to the publisher, then the publisher and, and you have a paywall. Publisher is actually making money off of that.
1: Well, that, that's why Campbell Brown wrote what she wrote. Like, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how the business works. But again, to Walt's comment before, no surprise that regulators don't understand how these businesses work. Okay, let's move on. BlizzCon is this week, Brandon. Give us the head, it, get, give us what's going on.
0: BlizzCon is today, uh, today and tomorrow. Um, I guess these that were put in here some tweets Blizzard leak reveals BlizzCon 2021 World of Warcraft announcements, obviously um, for World of Warcraft Classic. There's the the continued remake of everything that's happened in World of Warcraft in the the past. And then there's sort of, uh, for real World of Warcraft, there's uh, continued um, expansion announcements. Could there be any major drop that's going to shock people? It's the same thing that you see every year. I mean, BlizzCon is basically the big focus for Activision Blizzard is really When's Diablo 4 coming? Again, when is Overwatch 2 coming? There is now the sense that neither of them <laughs> might be this year, but they've been much more thoughtful of, about communicating with the community, and they're going to give um, progress updates at a minimum on both of those. And then I think what you're going to see is additional announcements about mobile games. We've talked about the the kind of importance of mobile and Activision Blizzard building out a mobile game for all of their franchises. So what's Um, the
1: craziest thing that could be announced? Like if you had to just like- I don't think there's gonna be anything
0: crazy that's gonna be like fully unexpected at this point. You're gonna get a Diablo 2 remaster. It's just more content and more ways to engage with their core franchises across more platforms, which is what sort of the earnings growth story is here. And the likes of EA should probably take a page from their book um, in reaching consumers across all platforms. Hopefully, the glue deal um, helps that. And um, a reminder that Zynga actually just announced a Switch game yesterday, right? Um,
1: It's starting. It's all starting.
0: A a Star Wars shooter. It's all coming together, and they're going to face Co- they're going to face continued competition not just among the current publishers but from the mobile platforms everyone's going coming, both it's ways it's all coming together is blizzcon so,
2: one of these events where you've got a bunch of people dressed up in their in their cartoon wait, costumes like a, like a medieval festival type of thing
0: dude you have no idea
2: because I wonder if the uh, WandaVision costumes may be big this year. Because in the last no, episode no, of WandaVision, they 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 wore the original cartoon no, costumes. They, that was a big thing.
0: They only wear they only wear um, Blizzard related costumes. Oh, gotcha. Um, but there is I I'll, I will share some photos of BlizzCon's past. So if idea. I walked in
2: as Vision, well, that would be out of place. Th- yes. That would be completely out of place. I'll but this year, obviously, it, it's That's it's where virtual. I okay. So well, I will go on zoom. Why don't we, costume. you know
0: what, Walt, <laughs> why don't we co view it together? That sounds good. That's, a great
2: idea. Can,
1: Can we, we move to C-band Walt? Headgear. Let's move to C-band C-band uh-huh. Walter.
2: Basically this is just a tweet. that says the C-band auction came to an end and what, what they're referring to, because everyone's going to be like, wait a minute, I thought that already did end, but they have this assignment phase. So it added um, $250 million in terms of the number. So nothing really changed in terms of the dollars. The next event, is what everyone's been waiting for and speculating about, which is when are we going to know the winners? Because obviously cable has indicated that they didn't bid. Um, You know, it created a little stir this week because DISH announced that they're reporting our earnings on Monday. So there was a lot of speculation like, well, you know, is DISH rushing to report so they don't have to talk about whether they bid or didn't bid in the auction, but just some facts, First Dish does that kind of shit all the time where they just announce they're gonna to report tomorrow <laughs> or in two days. Um, secondly, we're probably gonna find the find out the names of the bidders next week.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that just gets published to a website? Like we basically, they just put it up live or like know, there's- Rich, Joe takes care of all that stuff. I, but at some
2: point, Joe tells me who won. But then, but, but the, the issue is that, that none of these winning bidders um, actually can talk about it for like another 14 days until they make their final payment. So even if dish reported their earnings on Friday and the bit and the, and the names came out on Wednesday, they still couldn't talk about it. So this conspiracy theory of them, you know, rushing to report because they're going to have this big number. I mean, I, I have no idea. Can, can I
1: just ask you if you've already made the, m- made the investment and it's already been publicly announced, why does the government not let you talk about it for 14 days? Like, why do they care?
2: Um, well, they have to make their final payments. I don't know. It's just policy, Rich, it's just regulatory. It's just the way it works. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll contact someone at the FCC and get back to you with that answer and, next week.
1: And who do we think? Who do you think is the biggest
2: bidder in this? I mean, obviously, it's Verizon. Let's let's move on to the next slide. Okay. This is, now we're going to rehash. It. We we said what okay. we needed to say. at <laughs> It's going to be Verizon. The only question is who backfilled where cable didn't, or did cable really not bid? And so the the only that's real surprise is t- ten to gonna, twenty
1: billion that you thought was going to be filled by cable. Sure, like whether
2: Verizon bids forty-five or fifty, like Verizon's oh, okay. going to be the biggest bidder. Like it, it would be shocking if they weren't. So the only question is, are they forty? Are they forty-five? Are they fifty? Are they north of fifty? The real question is, if cable didn't show, who backfills that? T has got some. You know capital restrictions in terms of how much they could theoretically spend so then does it become t-mobile or dish and there's obviously implications there perfect uh sorry next slide cue it up so the next one you know this is kind of a lead-in because the more interesting thing that's why i didn't want to belabor something we've already talked about um is anterix which is a a smaller company that has a very small sliver of spectrum and like We're talking like rather than 100 megahertz, you're talking about like, you know, six megahertz. So it's tiny, but their business model has been to um, lease or sell it to utility companies. And what's fascinating is they got a um, price of $2.31 a megahertz pop. That compares to the C-band auction where it was a dollar substantially higher um, for a, a, just a sliver, um, a sliver of spectrum here. The other thing that was interesting about this, about this deal is the San Diego Gas and Electric, who, who paid this high price for them, also purchased CBRS spectrum. And the issue here is the same layer cake that T-Mobile has talked about, where you need low band for coverage and then mid band for speed. So there's value in this low band and mid band. So when we think about other CBRS owners that are out there, dish has a nationwide cbrs position so it just it's just another kind of data point showing how there's a private lte opportunity there's there's things beyond consumer wireless that if dish or others you know develop these you know open systems that it attracts a broader um type of of customer set that's and when you
1: mesh these two things together these two different types of, of spectrum together Any issues technically? Is it just take longer to do? Or it's seamless to the consumer or to the use case of it makes no difference? No, every wireless
2: operator today has low band spectrum for coverage and then mid band coverage for speed. So it stands to reason that if you're building your own private LTE network, that maybe you go to someone like Anterex and get a little bit of low band spectrum or there's other 600 megahertz spectrum owners out there. And then you find someone else to partner with, whether it's Dish or Legato or whoever, to give you some deeper mid band spectrum to partner. So it's just, it's just fascinating for, to the extent that people are all fired up about C-band. And meanwhile, you had a company, again, it's a much smaller piece of, piece of spectrum, but on a relative value basis, you had a utility company pay $2.31 a megahertz pop compared to the dollar that everyone's all fired up about that was spent um, in this C-band auction, obviously for much deeper spectrum positions
1: so there's been like a view that you know for for a while it it sort of seemed like all of the major platforms were at war with each other you know apple tv had its device and you know the connected tv platforms yeah all these connected tv platforms were sort of siloed and you know i remember back in the day like roku was sort of the the, they were the Switzerland, right? Like yes. everybody, remember that was the only place you could get both the Amazon um, Prime video app and Netflix was on That's a That's what they
0: like, said was their value proposition I, at I, the time. No, no, no,
1: <laughs> I, I remember me and you sitting in the meeting with, with <coughs> Roku in those early days, Brandon, and it was like that Switzerland, and Apple TV didn't have Amazon, and you know the Amazon device didn't have YouTube, and it was like this continued sort of like everybody was on an island. And here we have a, 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 a you know, this is a tweet out of The Verge saying, the Apple TV Plus app is now available on the latest Google Chromecast as well. It's not in here in the, in the tweet, but it's also available on Sony and I believe TCL Android TVs. And to me, this just sort of shows that you know everyone is realizing that you have to have every app. Like you can't just have a subset and that everyone basically has to play nice. Google needs their apps on Apple TV devices, and Apple TV knows they need their devices on Google. And it just it sort of means that at the end of the day, you would think kind of best product wins because the apps that are on all of these devices are eventually going to look or actually are getting really close to looking essentially identical. And it's just a big change from where we were a couple of years ago. And you know, for all the wars between these companies and everyone trying to control the living room, It's just fascinating that they're all sort of playing nice together. I mean, I don't think the idea that there was going to be an Apple app on a Google device was certainly not something I ever would have imagined a few years ago.
0: So how do you distinguish between which device you want if you're a consumer?
1: Well, I mean, I think Roku's done a great job of embedding themselves into the TV, right? So making it so you don't need an extra device and they've certainly... For,
0: For certain manufacturers.
1: Google's done a great job of that overseas, you know, yep. Android TV becoming Google TV. Um, you know, I think to some degree, marketing plays a big role, right? I mean, brand and marketing. I mean, I think Roku's certainly done a much better job than the other three major platforms in distinguishing themselves, at least in this country.
0: For, for oh, me, uh, it's about the, the integration of all of these apps into one big experience. And that's why, I mean, I say it all the time, that's why I like the new sort of Google TV Chromecast a lot because it has recommendation engine, uh, sort of a meta recommendation engine. It has the ability for me from the operating system level to continue watching things that I was watching across all the different applications and so for me, it's, it's a differentiated
2: experience. I think also it's, it's, it's useful to, uh, I'm tempted to go back to a prior debate that we had where Rich, I think you were on the side of um, saying like, oh yeah, you know, Apple TV plus is gonna be a way for them to keep churn low or, or retention for, for their devices. And my point at the time was the satisfaction level of Apple, pro- Apple products is so high They don't need fucking Apple TV to improve the retention or the replacement cycle. So the fact that they're actually putting this app on different devices, I think is just further validation that they want to try and figure out a way to become the next Netflix or whatever version of that, meaning that they want to have content to have its broadest viewing possible, as opposed to this prior kind of narrative that everyone thought like, oh, it's always about the equipment and just driving equipment purchases. There is a true belief in trying to drive services. And if you want to drive services,
0: if you want to drive services revenue, you have to be everywhere. Sure, that's it. You need to be on every device. And services
1: revenue. Uh, I tip my hat. Walt was right here. There's no doubt about it. This is a clear play. And if you look at what dollars are being spent, we think Apple TV Plus is probably spending three billion dollars this year. Yeah. And I think by the end Mm. of the year, they're going to be at a five billion dollar run rate. Like. The movie slate for 2022 coming to Apple TV Plus, I kid you not, is going to be incredible. Like Anyone who owns Apple stock is going to be shocked at what is coming movie-wise in 22. Like Just the robustness and the high quality of the movie slate. They're not kidding around. I mean, they are putting serious dollars into content and obviously making it more accessible on every platform is just great for consumers.
0: And it seems like they don't give a shit anymore about Having the device that controls the living room because they haven't even updated the Apple TV know. Plus. If, like, they are by far the highest priced um, device without the best experience, they haven't tried to move price or anything. Apple, yeah. I guess, never does. In some ways, it the seems Apple like TV they just app. don't care. It's just all about, to Walt's point and expertise, it's just about service revenue now.
1: Yep. I think that's totally fair. TikTok, uh, we got two tweets here um, sort of highlighting this this similar theme. So one is that there was a stream Bieber live in TikTok. This is actually an ad. As you opened up the App Store on an iPhone, this is the ad that showed up last Sunday, this Sunday, he'll perform a live concert of his 2013 album, Journals, exclusively on TikTok, Uh, a first time that a single person has ever streamed a concert. There's been like collaborations, but this is the first time an artist actually did a full concert purely on TikTok. Uh, it was at nine o'clock in the evening. And then there's a separate tweet from Variety Tech saying UFC and TikTok tag team to produce live weekly shows. And sort of what I think is just interesting about these two tweets is it just shows how TikTok is expanding. I mean, I know we've sort of looked at what they did with Doyan in China and how it started as short form and it's expanded to other forms. Everything seems to indicate that TikTok realizes it's got this mass audience incredible engagement especially among younger consumers and now it's like how can we keep feeding the beast and give these consumers more and more to do and that just means expanding content formats which is great for tiktok it yep. certainly has to be eating into time spent elsewhere
0: i think the other thing that both these tweets show and i know they're really about tiktok is the renewed importance of live and actual eventization is that a word or just like making things into an event and like the live theme goes back to clubhouse right it's it's appointment viewing um these sort of even like in the commerce world and we talked about this a lot like apps like whatnot where there's sort of a a, a live ongoing experience that's happening um to, to drive engagement and make something feel special, whether it's someone opening up uh, a pack of 1983 Fleer basketball cards um, or a live concerts.
1: <laughs> right. It's about that live experience. It's yeah. making something really unique and exciting. Yep. Well, talking of TikTok and live experiences in short form, we've got Lucas Shaw tweeting out um, that YouTube's chief product officer, Neil Mohan, made some news this morning. Shorts, which is YouTube's answer to TikTok, drops in the US in March. It's already been in India for quite a while. Uh, He said YouTube Kids now has 35 million weekly users. And three, YouTube is rolling out two new tools for creators to make money. What I find interesting, and Brandon, I know you're gonna laugh when I say this, but I was in a TikTok, sorry, I was in a TikTok. I was in a clubhouse room a couple times over the last week, and both times, one with Mr. Beast, and one was a kind of a whole group of talent agents and industry people last night. Everyone keeps talking about the fact that if you're a creator, the only place to make money really in the social, mobile, digital world is on YouTube. On on platform money. On play. I don't mean making movies and TV shows, but I yes. mean making revenue or, off or of what even you Patreon digital. or
0: OnlyFans, but like direct on-platform right. monetization.
1: And that the only way to do it is YouTube. And here you have rolling out the short form, again, who knows if shorts works, but rolling out short form, rolling out more creator tools. Like it just seems to keep emphasizing that YouTube, and we said this, I think last week or the week before, it's a monster, right? It's growing faster than it has in years, like reaccelerating engagements off the charts, gaming time spent on it, watching. I mean, it's just everything that's going on on YouTube is sort of bonkers but i think it you know the, the comment that got made last night was i'm seeing lots of tiktok creators wanting to build their youtube business because that's how you can make money and it's just like quotes like that stick in my head and show show me that even with all the competition that's it, out there to youtube youtube is where every creator wants to be because you can make bank
0: it's it's crazy though just like thinking back on the development of of youtube and monetization over time it, there's a lot of these other off-platform tools were, were developed because YouTube, even in the, of itself, has not offered enough um, monetization for, for some of the creators, especially at the mid-tier and, and of obviously on the tail. So but it's over. just a relative thing, I guess.
1: Brandon, why don't you read this? Because I know you love this topic.
0: Okay. This is from Meg Graham. As FB, Facebook, was blasted over data collection in 18, Tim Cook said in a TV interview that Apple would never have found itself in that position. Zuck response, according to the Wall Street Journal, quote, we need to inflict pain, he told his team, for treating the company so poorly. That sounds like something Donald Trump would say, not necessarily Mark Zuckerberg treated us so poorly
2: what do you think walt um yeah i think he probably feels threatened i mean you know i don't i think no matter what he says on the outside obviously every internal anyone that's talked about facebook he's he's a he's a aggressive business person right that's the way he runs his business so sometimes people use terminology behind closed doors when they when they want to win and they have that aggressive personality i think it's just that and Look, we've already seen the outward signs of this in terms of the battle between the two companies. And frankly, we've talked about this in prior podcasts. And this was my point like, you know, it's kind of easy to take shots at um, Facebook. Um, It's a little harder to take shots at, at, um, you know, at Apple in terms of just overall public sentiment. Well, and if you look at IDFA,
1: is no, look, we were, we we didn't, we we were part of the Facebook had an IDFA seminar basically on what the changes mean for, advertisers and publishers this week and you know none of it is catastrophic it doesn't kill Facebook advertising or brands but man it really causes them Facebook's got to build a lot of new tech the system needs to evolve advertisers need to learn a lot I mean there's just all of these new rules and structures I mean just the entire process of buying ads on Facebook is being altered all over the world and it you know it's like one day it's just going to switch and so and, and by the prepped. way, and
0: re- revenue might take a little bit of a hit. It's yeah, I, li- I mean, I, li- I don't, it, <laughs> I don't think Zuck would be this up in arms. Generally, I, again, we discussed this during earnings when he got on, and straight out said Apple was a threat. I mean, clearly there has to be some some worry about monetization in addition to just it being a pain in the ass. You know, fear
2: of the unknown of a new administration, you just don't know who's going to be in these at the heads of these different regulatories and how aggressive they're going to be and who they're going to pick and choose like they can pick whoever there's so many different angles that they can take this in terms of big is bad. Um, You don't want to be the you don't want to be the company that they're going after, because that can obviously be be a painful multi year ordeal and, and restrict you from doing other things that you want to do.
0: As Rich would say, sure.
1: Atlanta is a big show on FX, and Donald Glover leaving and exiting FX, Disney Family, for an eight-year, uh, or sorry, for a multi-year, eight-figure overall deal with Amazon that's said to include a content channel on Prime Video. The Hollywood Reporter uh, tweeted out and reported earlier this week. To me, it's just like another sign that the entire two things. One, it shows that the entire industrial complex of TVs in trouble outside of sports and news. Because every major talent is leaving for streaming. Love what he said. So. Industrial but the, the, complex. The, but the, industrial, the other, the multi-channel the, video the, ecosystem is in but deep he, trouble. But here's <laughs> the crazy part: Disney has Disney Plus. They have Hulu. They have Star Overseas. They have ESPN Plus. They have all of this streaming. The market's giving them a huge reward for streaming. How do you lose one of your top talents to Amazon? Like I just don't understand how that happens. You have tons of capital the street wants you to invest in streaming how do you lose that talent someone that was important to fx important to the walt disney company and they lose it to amazon to me that just shows you does atlanta
0: does atlanta have a a wide audience i love that show by the way and i cannot wait for the next season it's been too long does it have a wide audience maybe disney's like this isn't broad enough and we don't give a shit i don't know
1: yeah but, but but as we've learned with netflix it's not always about size of audience, it's about passion. So like your reaction brand is like the way you're talking about, you know, you're finally watching the wire, you, the way you talk about Atlanta, like passion for programming really matters. And I think if, if Disney doesn't understand that, that's very concerning because it's not just about scale of viewers. It's about shows that are must oh, watch for viewers. How do
2: we know that this is, this is, Blaming it on Disney for being too cheap, or maybe <laughs> maybe, <laughs> or maybe he didn't maybe, want to work with them. Anymore. Yeah, it's right. Possible. Exactly. Maybe that's, that's possible. Like, I've got maybe he didn't at like Amazon Langrass. in the media business, and they said like, look, talent likes to work at places like that. I wouldn't think that Amazon is as no offense to my Amazon friends, but it's as sexy <laughs> to work as Netflix or or um, even Apple for that matter. Or cause, Disney, because Apple or Amazon your your interface still sucks, but but still, maybe it's more cool. Um, to work at Amazon than it is to work with Disney. I mean, Disney is a Fair. pretty a still pretty staid company, right?
0: And maybe they actually did the math and put the you know the the value tag on it, and Amazon came up with a different equation. And yeah. who knows? But your the broader point is there, right? It's all moving to streaming.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that, Brandon. <laughs> oh God. I'm glad you said that. It's all moving to streaming because we've got a tweet from Wang, AZN Wang, who caught a really interesting um, job posting. So it said, Roku could be producing original content. There was a recent job opening for a lead production attorney to work on its slate of original content. Work involves drafting agreements to hire writers, actors, directors, and individual producers. Quibi might not have been a one-off. And so... What's interesting about this is it ties to something we wrote in our uh, top 21 for 21 that we thought Roku was going to go far more aggressively into original programming. But on top of that, in last night's earnings call and even the the release, Roku basically makes a statement about increasing um, a focus on original programming and content now that the Roku channel has gotten big enough with over 50 million monthly active users. And so I just think all signs point to just like you're talking about Amazon and Netflix and Disney yep. and all these others spending on original programming. Roku's next. They have a massive platform. They have lots of engagement. Why should they only send people to third-party apps?
0: They have a really nice stock currency that they could raise money against if they want. They for. could.
1: Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I I think it would be crazy not to take advantage of it, given... Yeah, to finance
0: uh, uh, our ambitions... In creating content, we've decided to offer stock. The stock will probably be up on the deletion.
1: Every media company starts with other people's content. In this case, other people's apps. And it just seems so obvious where they're going and that they have the ability. But even in the Roku
0: like- app, what was it? It's just a lot of like crappy licensed sort of it's content third-party
1: content. Imagine it's now a show like, I don't know, Peak Adventure, like, you know, like Paramount's producing for Paramount Plus, you know, which is going to have its analyst day later this week. Like, you know, there's no reason why they have to drive you into Paramount Plus. Why can't they drive you to the original show on the Roku channel? I mean, it just seems obvious that that's ultimately where it's going. Get everybody stuck on the drug of streaming and then ultimately do that Trojan horse and move it to, instead of using third-party apps, you're going to use our app. No different than actually than what Reed Hastings did, shifting people, licensing content, and then replacing it with original programming. It just feels like Roku is going to do a similar maneuver over the next five years.
0: And a reminder that Anthony and Reed are close. Roku was hatched inside of Netflix. That
2: sort of same mentality is there. So earlier in this podcast, Rich, I was salting you a little bit for pointing out that I was right about. Apple TV and not being focused on the equipment, as opposed to now I'll admit where I was wrong because many of our podcast listeners know that I've kind of um, attacked Roku a little bit and saying, like, well, why Apple TV? Why couldn't they just go? They should give away free Apple TVs with the iPhone this year, which they didn't do, and now they're putting it no. on TV. So that was wrong. It seems like Apple tv is just seeding the market to whether it's chromecast or roku or, or what others they're just it doesn't make sense to me but it's, me neither it's it's time to get admit it to, it's time to admit defeat on that call that one was wrong and i think you were you you fought me on that one a little bit as well and and uh yeah, it's just odd that Apple is 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 but it, that's great news for Roku and obviously from the right. device standpoint that's that's huge for I mean going back to our Apple slide that that's and that's the other takeaway that's a very positive ironically for Roku because they're not going to see Apple spending tons of dollars putting their devices in the market.
1: Correct. Or marketing those devices, right? Like that's sure. not where our that's not where their marketing campaign is yeah. at all. So what last slide on content spend? Variety posting that Disney plus unveils a handful of European originals, star titles, new appointments. And what's important about this is the, the one thing that I think we've criticized, not just Disney, but all these other streaming platforms is that they've been very US centric in their content spend. And what we're seeing when you look at the Walt, I think you liked Lupin. I'm four episodes in, but I think you enjoyed it. Lupin. Lupin. Did I say it <laughs> wrong? I have no, I have no idea, but
2: I like when you tried to pronounce. Lupin. I,
1: I was so nervous pronouncing it, I didn't know what to do. I got really uh, tense. Uh, uh, by the way, and now Rich, they, now they're pushing me
2: to watch something else from him. What, so whatever
0: you say, you're gonna you're gonna fuck up the pronunciation. Sorry. <laughs> no, but but, but, and, I'm four ep- but I'm four
1: episodes in. I've loved it. Congratulations. Um, no, 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 but but it's a <laughs> French show, French actors, yep. um, you know, built for Netflix or created in Netflix in France but exported all around the world. It's working all over the world. I think this globalization of content is a huge deal. And I've been shocked that more companies haven't been focused on it. It's nice to see Disney finally starting to do something and starting to actually create content overseas that hopefully they bring over here. Hopefully it's not just locked in the country and they really start promoting it. Because I think the fact that Netflix has made this stuff available and recommended it has turned on a huge amount of viewers to content they never would have touched five years ago. Like you never would have watched a dub show five years ago in the U S.
0: And as a reminder, in certain markets, there are requirements for, for their, for local Local language. Yeah. in local language. So they had to do it anyway, but we've been saying it for a long time. And I remember Iger kind of saying that one of the advantages that disney plus was going to have is that they didn't have to create local language content because of this sort of pervasiveness of the disney brand and uh well they so were speak, Iger was wrong and here we go
2: speaking of speaking of rich greenfield uh mispronunciations i've got another confession which is that oh, i'm boy. currently watching downton abbey on Peacock. So, for all of our Comcast listeners out there, wow, you're watching unless, Peacock. I'm ashamed that you're watching. It, it takes you're getting
1: actually, more, You're getting a lot of value out of your EPL watching. You're getting more takes, value. Well,
2: actually, no, Rich. This is this is the interesting kind of uh, incremental um, research info, which is that I couldn't stand the commercial. so I actually had to upgrade my Peacock subscription to a higher price. To, get to it, it takes that sure takes a lot of focus to, to find out to figure out what's going on. But yes, I'm. Did watching you sign up Downton for twelve? Did,
1: did you sign up for twelve months to get the big discount, or did you pay monthly? I don't remember that, but I know that I just got so tired of the
2: commercials that uh, to our friends at Comcast. Yes, I am now paying you more money to go to the higher bucket on Downton Abbey. I don't know what that does for me on the EPL because EPL I was getting anyway. I, mean, I can't remember what I was paying for that. What but, show so is that, Rich? Yeah, pronounce that.
0: That he's talking about
1: downtown downtown abbey oh yeah Remember those things you guys he said just say <laughs>
0: downtown abbey over and over and i would okay. sit next okay. to him on client calls and i would correct him even uh, if i was stop. on a call stop, stop. and he stop. would just People, still you... say it
2: by what? the way to I... our listeners that means i'm running out of shit to watch so please send in your suggestions
1: <laughs> okay la- last <laughs> slide to downtown abbey la- last slide from for, for episode 44 is Variety Triller TV launches with shows hosted by Jennifer Lopez, the Demilio family, Jake Moore, uh, Jake Paul, uh, and more. And honestly, Brandon, when I saw this headline, the only thing that came to mind was two things. I first thought of Go90, and all of the content creators who just took checks. And then you thought of Ryan Verizon. Kavanaugh. Well, I did think of I I did think of Ryan Kavanaugh. And how he um, essentially, you know, swindled a lot of- We don't need
0: to, of, talk. Don't yeah, need to and, talk about Ryan Kavanaugh.
1: There's enough lawsuits. Just Google it. You'll get enough in the lawsuits that, that he's faced over time. Um, and then the, the last thing I thought about was Quibi, where everyone loved taking money. Um, you know, obviously we can debate whether it was the pandemic or whatever happened to Quibi, but lots of money being thrown around. And what comes back time and time again is Hollywood loves to sell content two people that open up their checkbook and want to spend have, a lot of money why not like everyone as long as the money as long as the check cashes everyone's of, willing to work for new platforms a lot of people Time, made a
0: lot of money on go 90
1: correct money that you know it only lasted you that, know that was like uh, those like the highest only dollars once.
0: ever spent per an engagement minute uh yeah, like for sure. ever some of those shows
1: no, and so I just think like here again, uh, you know, to me, Triller hasn't really been working as a as a you know as a TikTok competitor, and with TikTok no longer being forced to sell, and obviously the Trump administration gone, and TikTok clearly just exploding into new categories as we just discussed, and and usage and engagement, the idea that Triller has a, a future seems very you know dim to me. They've been overpaying creators to be on the platform, and now they're overpaying talent to create other forms of content it really just seems like a stretch and so uh, we'll see i can't wait to watch some of this content and actually see whether anyone cares but so far um it feels like this is go 90 all over again
0: especially that j-lo content
1: uh brandon any so plans on, for the weekend? Have,
2: before before we yeah. do our outro music i just have one question for brandon what 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 is lois ross going to be tweeting this week that we'll be talking about at, at next week's podcast and can we put? Can we submit suggestions? More, can I, can I submit that she that she tweets out? Are we still holding the line, Brandon? I, sh- I, don't,
0: Brandon think she, Brandon I don't think she. I don't think she. She knows that one. Okay. Does
1: well, she I, love I, C? Is she a Trekkie? Like, does she love CBS All Access? And is she pumped for Paramount Plus? No, Brandon?
0: is she a Trekkie? What a Trekkie! What, what? A tre- <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't. All right, now hit the outcome we'll for that Rich, one. Rich was just dying to put Paramount Plus. Into the conversation, whatever whatever Lois tweets, I am sure you guys will be watching like hawks. Can't
2: wait! I have her to, on to, alerts to, now. I have her on alerts. <laughs> I turned uh, off my I'm clubhouse up, alerts and may, I on my could, Maybe we could maybe we could
0: get alerts. her on Light Shed Live at some
1: point. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna cue up the outro music because you guys are losing it. Okay. okay. Oh, J-Lo, mm-hmm. it is Yeah, Jenny from the block right, makes sense no I, go, I, I mean, she's oh. she's going to be on Triller TV we got to play some music from mm. the living color movie scripts To all this headline clips I stay grounded as the amount Lyrics aren't bad Have a great weekend, everyone. That's episode forty-four. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! I love. Listen to Walt. He's a Mets fan. We're aligned. I love it. Jenny on
2: the.